Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I like to talk with you about forgiveness, specifically forgiving yourself. If you have gone through a season where you felt as if you weren't actually performing the way you felt that you could, or you didn't believe that you were measuring up to what you believe success is, and as a result, you don't feel as if you're moving ahead the way you need to. Listen to this episode. I've got some tips that I think are really going to help you change the way you think about yourself and hopefully forgive yourself for what things have done or what should have been done but didn't happen. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. So glad that you're here. I know you've got a whole bunch of other places, and I'm so grateful you're here with me. If this is your very first time listening, make sure you smash that subscribe button so as soon as I drop another episode, you'll be able to listen to a lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, thank you very much. I couldn't do this without you. Love all the things I've been getting, the emails, and just some of the comments that I've been getting. Please, if you have any other comments or questions or concerns, don't hesitate to write to me as well at podcast.deniseglee.com. Love to answer some of your questions on air with your permission, obviously. And I'm really hoping that we can also just keep this community growing and just looking forward to anything else that you may have that you would like to discuss with me or just share it for others so they can benefit. Make sure that we are friends on social media. Follow me at Denise G. Lee at Twitter. You can also follow me, Denise George Lee, on LinkedIn. I'm going to leave all the links in the show notes below. This issue about forgiving yourself and seeing how you can benefit can be found in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where we talk with one another and you receive emails daily from me, inspiring you, motivating you, and helping you rewire your ideas of who you are, what you're capable of doing, and how you can positively impact your world. If you're interested in learning more about that, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below, but you can also go on my website, denisechili.com, and click courses, and then you can directly access Amazing Attitude from there. This episode is really special to me because... I think for the longest time, I've always identified myself as a failure. Failure for not having the right boyfriends. Failure for not pursuing my studies. Failure for fill in the blank. And I made this failure more than just a label. I made it as a way of life. And because I felt as if I was a failure, I never really pursued the things that I really wanted to do because I had this shackle, this yoke around my neck that didn't allow me to see the possibilities and to furthermore heal. I think too much, many of us are really going through the grips of some type of resentment or remorse at ourselves for things that we should have done or things we should not have said or things that we believe that we messed up. And I'm hoping that as we talk with one another and we go a little more into depth about how you are beautifully and wonderfully made and designed to do so many awesome things 
you'll see how this season was all accumulating for a bigger and brighter picture. I hope you'll be able to see that. And I'm hoping that as we're having this conversation, you can reflect with yourself and go, oh, wow, that situation was helpful for me. And now I see how it was equipped, equipped me for what I am doing right now, that it wasn't really a failure. It was part of the growing process about what I needed to learn and that this wasn't anything that negates who I am and my worth and my value, but how it actually shaped me to become the person that could be more empathetic and more caring and more compassionate. How often are we looking for people who are just like us? I think I was watching the old Superman, and I'm not talking about the Superman that's come out in the, the 2000s. I'm talking about 1979, 1981, those Superman episodes where it was Christopher Reeve. And it was a first big motion picture movie. But anyway, one of the things that I really liked about Superman was that his real person was Superman, but he actually humbled himself to be the modest, meek, shy Clark Kent. But really, he was always a superhero. But he actually humbled himself because he realized that in order to navigate his everyday life, he actually needed to blend in because his superness, his awesomeness, his power was really too awesome for most people. And he just couldn't navigate everyday life. And I remember just watching the beginning of the light, the beginning of the first Superman movie, and his his father figure was basically saying, "We don't want you to be ostracized and alienated because of your super strength and your superpower. You make distract people and get people to be angry and upset at you." And I think we took this idea that in order for us to get along with people, we have to dim our light so other people can shine. And that idea just kind of kind of ping-pong back in my mind. I was thinking to myself, wow, how many of us have been taught at such an early age that in order to get along, we have to be extremely mock, more or less, I can't say it any other way, sheep-like, to get along because we don't want to make other people feel upset. We don't want to pe- make feel other people feel intimidated by our strength and our talents and our resources. But in order to get anything done in this world for ourselves and for anybody else, we need superheroes. We need superheroes in every part of our lives to be able to show that it is possible, it is doable, and we can move this forward. We need more people to rise up and be their superheroes in their own careers, superheroes within their own family, superheroes for countless generations to come. And this whole idea as if we actually need to be hiding in plain sight in order to get along, I just want to dismantle this whole idea of we need to somehow dim our light because if anything we need to turn our lights on high and part of turning our lights on high is to be able to forgive ourselves and to acknowledge that all of this stuff that we've experienced 
is actually being designed for a greater and brighter purpose. So for our purposes of today, I have three main areas that I want to talk with you about this whole area of forgiving yourself. And as you're listening to me talk about this, I want you to ask yourself, are these thoughts really coming from me? Are these thoughts really benefiting me and serving me? Am I really going further by holding on to certain belief system? And for a lot of us, to be honest with us, they're not even coming from us. They're coming from voices of the past, voices from people that are no longer in our lives. And frankly, if we thought about it, honestly, they never even liked us to begin with. I remember when I was growing up, I was teased. I was, as a young girl, I developed a little bit quicker (laughs) than some of the other girls in my class. And I was very ample in the bosom area. And I remember being teased by a boy saying, oh, you look like a a slut. I don't know any other ways to say it. You look like a slut because your boobs look too big. And I remember as a young girl, devastated because I really wanted that particular person to like me. And the fact that he told me that my physical appearance was indicative of a of some type of personality about me or hurt deeply because I couldn't help the way I was developing. And I remember for many years, I would slouch down and purposely bend a little forward to diminish the size of my chest, even though I couldn't help it. That's who, that's how my body was developing. It was biological. And fast forward all these years later, I remember owning that personality that as if I had to be sexual because I had a, a certain type of body type. And that caused so many other decisions that made me create a persona that didn't even own up to me. I'm just giving you as an example. Think about it in your professional life. Have you been called some uh, lazy or slothful? And as a result, you gave up before you even tried because some person who didn't even care about you said it in passing and never thought too, too figs or just didn't think too deeply about it. I think for a lot of us, we have been owning things that do not belong to us. And I'm just giving you one of many examples you probably can think about in your personal life. Who gave you some type of ownership that doesn't even belong to you in present day? And that is actually a segue to the first thing that I want to talk with you about is to acknowledge your humanity and your imperfection. For whatever reason, I think that this is as human beings, we do this. If 99 people are praising us and tell us that we're doing good, but if that one person says that our website sucks or we do sloppy work or there's some type of flaw in what we do or say or be or whatever, we hang on to that one person that has no impact on our lives. They don't care about us. And they just said it because they were feeling crappy or they have poor communication styles, but we hold on to this. And it makes no sense. Well, actually, it does make sense because as human beings, we are actually built for community. And as such, we want that consensus. It tells our brain, we're safe, we're good, we're okay. If we have 100% high fives, A-OK, slaps on the back, we're all doing good. But if that one person or the 
that doesn't even care about us or says it in passing and they didn't think too much of it, it ruins our day, it ruins our week, and perhaps it could ruin a season of your life. I want you to actually think of it through this lens. Does it matter? First of all, is that comment actually in the grand scheme of things impacting you? Is there any merit? Number two, is there any merit to anything that they said? If it's just someone who's just hating some random troll on the internet or someone who isn't even inclined to work with you, why are we taking this one seriously? I remember a few years ago, I was talking with a a prospective client and they made some, some comment about my appearance and at first, I thought, oh, no, this is not important. But as I later experienced through, you know, like talking with other people, wow, this particular aspect could be improved to improve the experience of talking with me. But that's just because of my interest. That's because of what I do, not because that I am not attractive or anything, but there's one particular thing that I can enhance that can make the experience a little bit better. I didn't want to believe it, but upon talking with other people and looking at how the standards done throughout other coaches, I realized, oh, wow, I can improve this certain thing. Again, let's not just flippantly say to anybody, even if they're a hater, oh, they're just they're just a hater. We should ignore them. Well, let's see if there's actually any merit into what they have to say. Let's examine it. Let's see what the standard is. Is it something that's doable? Is it something that's practical? Is it something that I don't have to sacrifice in order to accomplish this? For a lot of us, we may need to up our game. For a lot of us, we haven't been performing the way we need to and not come from a place of trying to make you feel criticized or or defective or inadequate. It's just something that we all need to do. I'll never forget. I'll never forget this. In the beginning of my coaching career, I had freaking no idea how to write workbooks. I remember everyone had workbooks. Everyone had workbooks in the industry. And obviously, if you're a client of mine, <laughs> you have workbooks, including an amazing attitude where I ask you questions and I do have some workbooks and I do have some assignments that to help you dig a little deeper into who you are and how you interact with other people and how you function. But more about that later. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, the link is in the show notes below. But anyway, just having this conversation about these workbooks and I I was mystified. How in the world can you create workbooks? I know that you need them. I know that it's a powerful teaching tool to help with all the other things that you provide clients. was mystified. And I remember just just going ahead and just buying some generic workbook example. If our questions already filled out, all I had to do was populate my name and my website. And I'm uh, a huge mea culpa to all of my earlier clients who are listening to that. I remember those scraggly <laughs> uh, Word document uh, workbooks that I created. But anyway, I remember just one day looking at them and then comparing it against what I've seen from other coaches. And I'm like, think, I'm thinking to myself, oh, snap, I really need to up my game. I can't just do this plug and play thing. I need to have my own original words, my own original text, my original thoughts. And I dig deep and I talk with my own coach and I got some resources and poof, you now you see all of the stuff that are on my website. It's original. 
it's mine, it's copyrighted to me, and it reflects all the growth and all the learning. While we can acknowledge our imperfection and our imperfection and all the things that we aren't really happy about right now, let's ask ourselves what can be improved right now. That's part of the growth is not acknowledging that we're not perfect, but let's actually examine what can we do right now and how can we make it look a little bit better. Okay, let's just not settle for ourselves and say, oh, well, I can't do anything better. Yes, we can. What can we do and what's reasonable and practical and doable? Okay. And perhaps it may be involving admitting that we've made far type of types of excuses for ourselves and cut ourselves short. Okay. Now, number two is part of this whole learning to forgive ourselves is, is there Examine and see if there's a type of reward that you've gotten for keeping yourself in unforgiveness. And let me explain what I'm talking about. For the longest time, I remember doing my up, down, roller, all around roller coaster ride of weight loss and weight gain and stuff like that. I found myself when those periods where I was gaining weight and not caring was the fact that I told myself, it was not necessary for me to eat well because I'm feeling miserable. And when I feel miserable, I need to comfort myself. And the best way I can comfort myself is via eating food. And the the more sugary and the more fried, the better, because that's going to make me feel better and numb the pain for this moment. I got the reward of comfort eating. That's why I didn't want to face the the real reason behind the emotions that surrounded the binge and feast, famine, eating, roller coaster ride, and not really understanding the emotion for me to desire reckless abandon in terms of my nutritional standards. For a lot of us, the reason why we hold ourselves in unforgiveness is because it helps us nurse some really bad habits tendencies, anger, another thing that I know that I have dealt with, you may have, you might have or are dealing with and I don't know, is anger. Feeling anger makes you feel empowered, makes you feel justified, makes you feel as if you are right. Even if there are some flaws in your thought process, a lot of people hold on to anger and bitterness because it makes them feel good about themselves, even though it's coming from a very toxic place. It does make you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel as if you are not as bad because another person did something that was far worse than you. I'm just giving that as an example. Think about, about how you're relating with other people. Are you holding on to stuff that is really not serving you? And that's part of the reason why you're holding on not forgiving yourself is because all of these addictions or I don't know any other way to say it, but things that help make you feel alone, afraid, angry, and resentment is actually doing more harm than good. And let's peel back the surface and ask ourselves, is this, these feelings, these habits, is these tendencies never really helped me even though it made me feel comfortable for a moment is it really helping me is it really serving me for right now I talk about an amazing attitude one day about is it serving you a lot of us are just holding on to stuff that never did never have and never will serve us and never will help us and I don't want that to be you if you know that there's a part of you that says oh man I'm not really 
doing well by feeling resentful or feeling anxious or protecting myself from criticism because I'm afraid of anyone viewing me as imperfect when reality we're all imperfect we all need help we all need guns I'm just giving you as an example because I think for a lot of us we have wasted many many years of our lives trying to have this cloak of protection that we're perfect and the reality is all that energy was actually draining us and causing us stress and anxiety because I hope no one will find out who I am this lunacy we're all imperfect people trying to navigate life the best way we can okay now the last thing I want to talk with you about is make an action to do better make an action to do better now that you know oh my goodness I need to acknowledge that I'm not perfect I have areas that can be approved I'm trying to see if there's areas that that are reasonable that I can do right now and ask myself how in the world was I rewarding myself by keeping myself in fear and anxiety what's my next best step what am I going to do now it's not enough to say oh snap this doesn't work what are we going to do now and it could be literally as something as starting and ending our day with our affirmations that's a definitely a great way to get yourself in a a positive frame of mind I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for fill in the blank. And at the end of the day, I'm grateful for what I've experienced. I'm grateful for fill in the blank. Again, the why we get stuck is because we're only looking at things from a certain myopic view. We're only looking at things from one lens and one lens only. But if we can expand our minds and look about what else is possible, how else we're benefiting, what we're learning, the things don't seem as bad. And by making an action step and saying, okay, I'm going to, and I gave you the example, look at ways to improve my appearance, or I'm going to look for ways to improve how I interact with other people, or I'm going to make sure that I don't watch TV while I eat so I'm not prone to eating too fast or I will make sure that instead of saying no everything's okay to actually tell someone when things aren't okay instead of holding it in and having it turn into resentment and bitterness make a vow to yourself that going forward I vow to do and then fill in the blank it doesn't have to be a big list it just has to be something It signals to your brain that you're no longer going to hold yourself in your own personal jail cell of self-pity and regret and remorse. Far too long, too many of us have been punishing ourselves way far past. Everyone has forgotten about it, but we're still punishing ourselves. And by making a vow to ourselves, okay, I've learned from this, I've grown from this, and going forward, I plan to do X, Y, and Z, we are actually triggering our brains to find new paths about how we will encounter things in the future and that way we don't get into the depression funk spiral we're always thinking about all the things that we've done wrong okay now let's recap everything that we've talked about so far first of all i just want you to acknowledge the humanity and your imperfectness no one's perfect we're all capable but understand too that there is an awesome part of you we do have superhero tendencies of being caring and nurturing and compassionate and whatever that makes you you tap into that but also knowledge acknowledge that you're fallible you we all make mistakes from time to time okay 
Number two, see if there's some type of reward in holding yourself in unforgiveness. Is it overeating? Is it feeling resentful? Is it procrastinating? What is it? Examine what that looks like. Okay. And then lastly, make an action to do better for yourself and understanding that tomorrow can be a better day. And I gave the example of doing your gratitude list as an example, but you got to figure out what works well for you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was a helpful time with one another. Again, if you have any questions or comments, or you just kind of just write with me I'm like, what? I, I get it, Denise. Let me know. Send me a message at podcast at denisechili.com. And if you write me a review and let other people know that you've been loving this, I would love to send you a token of my appreciation through that email as well. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.